Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Have you ever wondered where the intersection is between spirituality and what you're actually living every day? Have you wondered what happens if you fall into some situation where there is some abuse going on, perhaps even addiction? And how do you put those two worlds together? Today we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk with Dr. Audrey Hope, and we are going to have a spectacular conversation, so stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. So my guest today, so excited about this, is Dr. Audrey Hope. We're going to be talking about all things spiritual, addiction, relationship, putting all these things together in the same pot and mixing them up for a bit. Welcome to the program, Audrey. Roberta, I am so happy to be here. I am inspired by your work in the world. So inspired. And I just want to thank you for all that you do. It's just amazing. And it's what's needed. It's well, thank just you. Thank you. I think all of us make a tremendous contribution. And in talking to you before the show, I could see three ways that we need to have other interviews. So we'll start with the one that we plan and move on from there. And I want everyone to know a little bit about you. So let me read this. Audrey Hope is a clairvoyant medium and a trauma relationship therapist who uses her ability to connect with the other side in order to help her clients heal. So that's what makes her different. And that's what I was saying in the introduction. And in addition to her addiction and mental health work, she utilizes her ability to help clients find out what's stopping them from finding true love and from conquering their life dreams and more. So obviously we're going to have a great conversation. So welcome to the program. I love it. (laughs) But the bottom line is self-esteem. I just want to say that it always comes back to self-esteem. Well, it does, you know, but I think that's one of those words like self-love, which causes me to roll my eyes often, um, that has become like, it's, it's white noise. We say the word self-esteem and everyone goes, yeah, I know I need some. And, (laughs) and so tell us why it's so important that we, honor that word self-esteem because i think it comes down to the loss of self you know it's sort of like dorothy in the wizard of oz right she found out the answer was in her own shoes and we can't divide against ourselves in any way spiritually it's very dangerous and that's how you really heal at the root of the root of the soul is to take back your energy and your power so that you are never in self-doubt and you to know thyself. So the root of all healing is to get your power back. And that's what I mean by self-esteem and self-love, is to not divide against yourself. 
it's not what other people do to us that's the problem. It's what we do to ourselves because of it. And so all of my healing work, no matter what I use, is to bring the person back into the center alignment of themselves in anything, in um, trauma, in um, uh, sex, sex uh, trauma. If you can take back yourself, you're good to go. I absolutely agree, but I know that there's a piece before that because if you've been in a traumatic situation, and as you said, you've lost yourself, then first of all, you have to have some way of thinking about yourself as a person who deserves to take up space and draw breath on this earth. And if you come from a traumatic background, you question that. You are not sure that you deserve to take up space and draw breath. So how do you lead someone just to think of themselves as that person worthy of that space? What a great question. I think of it like a twist. I really do. I think when we get abused and we're traumatized, I think the mind turns around. It actually twists. And red is blue, and white is black, and you just don't know what the truth is anymore. What is the authentic self to be able to listen and follow your own heart? So I do a lot of spiritual exercises. I use the light a lot. I use nature. I use all of these references of connecting the rod of power and the light back into yourself, sort of turning your head back on so you can know <laughs> what's up and what the truth is and what is your truth. I would sometimes point to a wall and I'd say, what color is the wall? And they say, well, it's yellow. You see how you know that? And if you know what that is and you start from there, you can begin to name things and mm. you begin to say, this person did this to me. This happened and I can see it clearly. Talk about 2020, the year that we're in, yeah. the, the clear, the clarity to see things and to give everybody back, even if they've been mind controlled, which is what's happening a lot in our planet, you know, with government and everything. And if you can give people the ability to get back to their authentic self. So I would say in answer to your question, putting your hand on your heart, taking time to just feel your answers without rushing it, even as simple as that. Just breathe and really feel what you feel and getting someone back to listening and speaking from their own self, a lot can happen as simple as that. I like to keep it real. I'm, I'm a New Yorker. Common sense, no, no, no complicated, you know, theories. Right. You know, just really breathe from the heart, speak, listen. What do you feel? What's going on with you? And for many people, that answer is not readily available because they're very busy thinking, what do you want me to feel? What would make you like me more if I say I feel it? And so we have to move beyond that. And that's a lot of where I find the healing occurs is that to allow yourself to know yourself, to allow yourself to say, I feel this way, regardless of whether that's a convenient truth for someone else, <laughs> is a big journey. Yes, you know, you're making me think of the energy work. I use a lot of energy work, and it's fascinating to me. I'll say, where's the hook, the chain, or the cord of, this, of the person who took your energy? 
I, no matter who it is, doctors, lawyers, very accomplished people, people who don't believe in spirituality, people who may think this is airy fairy, so whatever, they can still find the cord. They can still feel it in their body. Oh, and, and right away, oh, it was my mother, it was my father. The cord, and I say, where do you feel it in your body? And they could actually say, oh, it's in my chest, it's in my head. That fascinated me in my work, the ability for people to, to tune into the energy of that. Mm -hmm. And giving them permission to tune into the energy. You know, a lot of times we're so yes. diminished, yes. you know, and we've constrict, constricted so badly and we constrained ourselves or been constrained to not only feel we have to please other people, that this right to exist does not occur. Like I speak, um, one part of my work is that I happened to start yoga when I was 19 years old. And so all the aspects of yogic tradition and Ayurveda have been very important to me since that time. So when we're looking at energy centers like chakras and things, yeah. if we don't have that basic, basic, and you use the word root, if we don't have that root to say, I deserve to exist. Then we have to start there and say, yes, she does. You're here, you know. You right on. And I'll say, I'll even do it as simple as, you know, feel the sun above your head, drop a wire, just like you would connect an iPhone, plug it into you, plug it into your third eye, let it become a plug and actually start imagining the light moving through your body. I am now allowing in the light. And it's so simple. Mm -hmm. And then let it go down your spine and let your cells glow with the light. So the light is something very neutral to everybody, no okay. matter where they come from. So if someone just heard that and they say, I don't know what the light is, tell them what it is. The sun. Okay. What do you so feel when you go, you know, I work in Malibu. I'm at Seasons Treatment Center. I've been there for so many years and it's beautiful there. A lot of healing takes place in Malibu. It's amazing, but there's the ocean. There's the sun. They get to see the sunset. Everybody agrees it's a wow. Wow. Elevating you beyond the mediocrity. Wow. Nature. Everybody understands nature. So, oh, I even had someone who said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was wearing a Mick Jagger jacket. And I said, well, what's Mick? He goes, I get it. Because he loves the Rolling Stones. Whatever you love that gives you a wow, we can all relate to that, that extra feeling beyond the mediocre to something greater than ourselves. So that's how I would explain it. Beautiful. And it's important when you're listening to this to allow yourself to entertain an idea that you may not have heard before. Maybe you have pushed away the idea of just allowing yourself to let in the light. Maybe you have pushed away the idea that you're worth it. So I'm inviting every single person who's listening, and that means you, that you can have this experience and you deserve to have this experience. And why? Because you're here. <laughs> because you deserve to take up space and draw breath. Because only then can you learn to become assertive in a positive way. And that means you have the right to be here. <laughs> and I'd like to add that beautiful um, 
you know, a prayer that you just said, or the allowance of that into beginning again. Yes. Like we reboot a computer, you know, we're talking about like manifesting true love, beginning again, starting from zero point and to actually like we take a computer and reboot it. Let's reboot ourselves and start with simple vows. I am now allowing, show me the way. I am now um, saying and decreeing that I will never allow anyone to take my power. I will never give my power away. I will never let anyone criticize me or hurt me ever again. Even that is transformational. Definitely transformational because it says, I have boundaries. <laughs> I know what's all right with me and I know what's not all right with me. And here's the, the thing that I've learned, Audrey, is people don't set boundaries because they don't know how to express them in a way that allows for them to be heard. And one of the things that is key is first of all, believing you deserve to have a boundary, but secondly, being able to say it in a way that is only talking about you. You know, when I've written lots of books and when I wrote Kaizen for Couples, I shared a technique that I have taught for years. It's called the personal weather report. I'm not a f in favor of iMessages. I think that that was a mistake, a, a good mistake, took us on a good journey, but I think we need a, something more because we don't want veiled blame in a statement. And so I developed the personal weather report, which then says that you have the right, and this is my definition of assertiveness, you have the right to take up space and draw breath, and therefore you have the right to say what you think, feel, need, and want at any moment, as long as you do not mention another human by name or pronoun. So when you can come into that space of expressing what's going on within you, that's the beginning place of being able to set a boundary. I love it. And it's what I term the sovereignty of the self. Mm. You know, laws of self-love and self-care that you decide your scorecard, what you want, and you are sovereign to yourself, and you are master of yourself. You get to choose. And so that is, I think, the grounding rooted point, like a tree of healing. That's, that's where you start, mm. in the sovereign, the sovereign royalty of thyself. So that's one of the ways of manifesting true love because i think with love we're asked we're always looking for someone else to fill the donut hole and that's very dangerous right so if you can become sovereign of yourself fill up the donut hole yourself become magnificent yourself then you love without need and that's a really beautiful way to have soul true love sacred love being very healthy and then going to find it, not mm -hmm. asking anyone else to do it for you. Oh, I so agree. I'm not surprised we agree. But <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I, I would add to that conversation that if you buy into societal, even societal language, and you, you even think of the meaning of the term, my better half, my other half, yes, we know what it means. It means that we found ourselves in a couple. But 
the subconscious nature of thinking that you need someone else to complete you is problematic on many levels. You, you'd like to have that person with whom you can enjoy life, discuss life, work through life's difficulties, have them have your back and walk by your side. But it is not a need. You know, you are not incomplete because you don't have a real love relationship. What do you say? Amen. <laughs> I say amen to that because that is the damage that has been done to women women thinking they need a man for financial. Um, that's how they've been imprisoned. Mm -hmm. That's a very big issue about it. And also that the man is elevated and they're beneath them and they're second. Oh, that alone has hurt us since the beginning of time. And I say we fix that now. We fix that and we let women know that they are the goddesses, the healers, the nurturers, the mothers, the ones that raise, raise the, the world up. That is the truth of truths. Preach, sister. That's <laughs> the way it is. I mean, and, it, you know, if you're listening to this and you're saying, Oh, I don't know. You know, my partner might not like that. My mother might not like that. <laughs> you know, if that was the conversation that you immediately went to, just notice. Don't make yourself wrong. Just notice. And then say, what if I could think outside that box? What if I could self-validate? What if I could look in the mirror and say, I love you, I accept you, and I approve of you just the way you are? Mwah! What if that would work for you? Now, I spent years having groups, and as you have, and I remember back in the 80s having my first groups where everybody was sitting on the floor, of course. It was the 80s. <laughs> and everybody, I had them have a little mirror, and I had them practice. You look into your mirror, engage your own eyes. And, of course, that's really hard for some people. You know, they're looking everywhere. And if they do engage their the mirror, they're looking at what they like least about themselves. So engage your own eyes. Look deeply into your own eyes and say, I love you, I accept you, and I approve of you just the way you are. Mwah. Fantastic. Well, you know what was exciting, Audrey, is I remember this fellow... In the, in the 80s, I mean, he was 75, and he couldn't do it, and he couldn't do it, and he couldn't do it. And then he came in like that little bird on Charlie Brown, you know. He just came running in one day, and he said, I did it, I did it, I did it. And you just should have seen him melt. I mean, he, he just melted beautifully into, oh, sorry, my phone's on, and I was sure I had turned it off. Um... But he just melted, totally melted into possibilities. Now, maybe he didn't have to live with fear and anxiety all the time. And that's just so basic to us being able to self-validate. So true. It's very hard to look in the mirror at oneself, especially as women always wanting to fix themselves. I'm not, I'm, I'm not young enough, smart enough good enough, skinny enough, not being enough and always having to fix is a terrible, terrible epidemic. Mm -hmm. it, it needs to stop. 
So you're saying like, you're right. Having someone look in the mirror is very, it's a very spiritual, simple thing to do. But if you can do it and say something like that, it's very healing. Oh, it is. And it takes practice. Just think of all the years behind you that that wasn't the case, that people were telling you that wasn't true. And then that one moment when you think, maybe it could be true. And then you start to work. You work with someone like Audrey's, someone like myself, someone who will help you see another way. So very important. So just let me remind everybody, find Dr. Audrey Hope at AudreyHope.com. A-U-D-R-E-Y-H-O-P-E.com. And this is important stuff for you because you can also find her YouTube channel. And when you find her YouTube channel, which you'll find at Audrey Hope Now, so go to youtube.com slash Audrey Hope Now, you'll also find lots of things she has there for you. Now, we just have a big conversation going on here and we've hardly touched the surface. About relationships. <laughs> and we haven't spoken about relationships, spirituality, and addiction, and that... that um... That's on my YouTube, which is Hope for Relationships. I wanted to document little tidbits of things someone can do to manifest love very quickly. And of course, that's my book I've been working on for years, refining it. I wanted to be, I'm a New Yorker, so I always wanted to be simple, very quick. Manifesting true love, I really believe, is a science. You know, Roberta, I don't think there's been a manual that's really been left for us on how to do it. So I wanted to make a quick manual and think of it like a business plan. And I really have experimented with this. If you do the system, you will have great love. But it has to do with healing. A lot of it is healing, following those laws of self-love, I mean of self-sovereignty, and then using spiritual energy to magnetize it and using the energy of so many higher guides to stop doing the doo-doo, stop doo-doo, and pulling it in. And that is the way to have it, you see? But you have to say, are you ready mm -hmm. to let go of taking crumbs? Yes. And only the ones that other people decide to drop so you don't even ever get a full meal. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, in Feng Shui, you have to clear the space, right? You have right. to empty space. You yes. have to let go of old boyfriends, old you know, lovers, the divorce, you have to let it go, you have to clear the space. So spiritually, it works the same. People don't like to be alone, but look at the word, all one. It's amazing to manifest true love. It should be embraced. Take your time with it, because if you want to manifest, you need to be all one alone to pull it in and to create, evaluate things so you can have exactly what you want the best <laughs> great so i want to just sidestep this conversation a little bit because we could talk forever and i want to talk about you and how you came to understand your gifts and how you use those gifts so tell us about i that. love that question and i was going to say to you when we were talking just before you know i i, I was an actress i i do a lot of tv and stuff um, of course, I love to enlighten and inspire. I always have, you know, there was a feeling of life purpose in me since I was a little girl in Brooklyn and Queens. 
I started working in a woman's clothing store when I came out to LA and I could not believe women and how they talked about themselves, how they were always going, oh, this is too fat here. And this is, I had to do something about it. So I said, I got to go on TV. This is like before Oprah, this is going back. I have to tell women they're brainwashed. So I started a TV show called Real Women, Positive Role Models for Women, just with the purpose of letting women know of what they're doing to themselves and they have the power to stop it. I would say give women just 20 minutes and we could change this. So I started this TV show. And then from there, I, people started coming over my house and we had women's groups. And then I did this experiment to let go, let God. And then I said, I'm not gonna do, I'm just gonna see what comes. Show me my life purpose. I'm just gonna either answer the phone or answer the door. I did this experiment and I ended up getting a call to end up in Malibu rehab, just to take a look at it. Next thing I know, I'm hired and I started doing all this really deep spiritual work with addicts, trauma, and I was having great, great success. All the time I was working on myself, studying, working with master teachers, because I wanted to make sure that I was in great integrity, you know? And so um, that, that's kind of how it went. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm interested in the gifts that you have and that you found yes. that clairvoyance, because oh, when you add that other dimension of information, you can shortcut things. So how does that work for you? Well, when you heal, it's sort of like you remove the baggage. You become sort of naked, like you take care of this, take care of this issue, and it comes off of you. And then you're just available for the intuition to get in there. Everybody has this ability to have intuition and it needs to be developed. And I just started developing and using it and allowing it to happen. Mm -hmm. And I found that I would get messages um, if someone had a parent who had passed over that it was unhealed. I found I could access it all because I wanted to be available with pure intention to really help in any way that I can. You use the word help in, in your work. I love it to help. I really am passionate about helping. So I was like, oh, I need to have that clairvoyance too. And so it just started growing and working with master teachers and it just started getting, and now it's, it's because of the, all the work and everything, it's really crystal clear and I trust it and I know how it works. So, um, and it's also sacred, very sacred to me. I don't play around with it. I don't go out and get drunk. And then, it, I mean, it's a real, it's a real gift from the heavens. Great. I love that expression of it, Audrey. And so before we go, because I often am talking about toxic relationships and I'm well known for talking about that, taking all your experience, your clairvoyant experience, your doctorate experience, your metaphysical experience and your addictions experience, and you put them all together, talk to us about how trauma plays into finding, finding it difficult to find real love. Wow, what a question. I, I think I would say that um, the gift comes in when you look at the soul. Why would you meet this person? What is the higher reason for being in that toxic relationship? Maybe it's karma. 
Maybe it's past lives. Maybe it has to do with you signed up for graduate school to go through a lot. Like give me five lifetimes in one lifetime. When you take it to a soul level, it adds a dimension of the trauma that's really interesting when you see the karma and what you, what you again, back to the mastership of the self and to heal thyself. So why would you have this relationship that is so awful, sexual abuse? Sometimes it's because, I mean, sexual abuse takes you out. That is just the loss of self right there. Maybe on a soul level, you really wanted, you had something where you wanted to test yourself so that you would be challenged to take it back. And that on a soul level has been my contribution to my team because I work with a team of doctors and everything. And so I say, well, wait a minute, there's a karma there. There's another dimension about why they went through this. And that's fascinating. It still fascinates me. Well, I find it fascinating, of course, because that's part of uh, a lot of my background as well. So when when we are, oh, we're just having a moment here and you're listening to this program, maybe for the first time, or you're a longtime listener who hasn't heard this topic before, we want to be just thinking about that. Could I allow myself to think about that totality? Could I think about all those different levels of healing? Could I think about all those levels of possibility and how joyful that would be if I were allowing that into my life? And you know, you can, you know, right now from Audrey and I, you have permission to do that. (laughs) And I hope that you will, because these are very important pieces. If you've had trauma in your life, as Audrey was saying, if you've had that trauma, okay, it's, it's, it's a statement. You can say, I have had this trauma. You have feelings around it. You do not want to repeat the experience. Therefore, you have to do what it takes to not have that experience again. Mm-hmm. How can people do that? Um, wow. You say so much. I'm just like drawn into, you know, to you. Here we are talking to me, and I'm just like fascinated by you and what you're doing. Um, Trauma is healable. I I just want to say that. Trauma is healable. You know, everything is really healable. And that is the inspiration right there. Just keep working on it, going at it, pieces of a pie, step by step, because it really brings us to our knees. And it begins the work back to self-realization. And that's the gift of pain, is that the, the lower we go, the higher we can go. It is a great awakener for the world and for us individually to bring us to our knees so that we can become our best self. So I find addiction, sometimes a gift, trauma a gift, as horrible as it is, pain is a gift because it, where we end up is transformed, caterpillar to butterfly. And that's what it's about, becoming the butterfly, blessing the caterpillar, and to being in this great light, like a lighthouse, and shining it, no matter what has happened to us. Beautifully said. And of course, 
I'm all about transformation. So when you say that, I go, yes, yes, that's the way you can transform. That doesn't mean you forget. It doesn't mean oh, that, that it is not part of your makeup. It's a gift that you may not have asked for, but when you transform it, it becomes something that's a stepping stone to what you really want to manifest in your life. So, Audrey, I know we could talk forever. And forever. <laughs> I think we all talk again. And, and thank you so much for being with us. I have enjoyed this so much. And again, thank you for all the work you do in the world. And you too. So my guest today is Audrey Hope. Find her at AudreyHope.com. Very simple to remember. Remember what I said earlier. She's a clairvoyant. She is a relationship and trauma coach. She has all kinds of things going on and she may not even like that word coach. I think maybe we'll replace it in her case with therapist. That's a bit different and much more therapeutic. Always remember that. Coaches walk beside you through what you're going through therapist will help you heal what you've been through and create a better tomorrow mm -hmm. so very important for us all to remember so until we speak again remember to take very good care of yourself and i'm sure by now you've heard me say it so often you know why because you are precious you are valuable there's only one of you so take very good care of you and make that be the starting place for transforming relationships talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.